Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. One of the staples of the endurance racing calendar, Watkins Glen International and the famed Salem's Six Hours of the Glen. And that's where we are in the IMSA calendar for 2019 as we head towards the series finale at Petit Le Mans uh, in, later in the year. But this is another one of our long distance races, the six hour contest round, 3.4 miles, 11 corners. And it is the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship that will be going out on the track. A little bit of high cloud, but blue skies and high temperatures. And we're live for free practice to IMSA Radio, trackside at the Glen. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on where you are uh, around the world. Good to have your company. It's John Hindoff, Jeremy Shaw and Shelby Blackstock in the booth uh, with us for this session as the green flag flies. First of all, welcome back to IMSA Radio. Shelby, uh, you had a bit of a, an incident in uh, your qualifying session, didn't actually get to do a lap. Well, what happened to turn one? First of all, are you all right? Oh, yes, I'm fine. Uh, thank you guys for having me also. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a weird deal. It was uh, the first flyer. I think we had a uh, left front tire failure, and uh, it's very strange. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the car should be fine. Four-hour race, so just make it exciting. And, well, if, you, if you're going to have to start from the back, do it in the longest race of the year, the joint longest race of the year, <laughs> when you've got the most time to make it up, eh? Yes, yes, and, and there's going to be a lot, a lot of racing here, especially with uh, the Mission Pilot Challenge Series right now. There's a lot of slower uh, GT4 cars. So around here, the TCR cars are actually so fast, and the, especially the high-speed corners, uh, that there's actually not that big of a gap between the fields. So there's going to be a big battle between the back of the GT4 field and our field. Right. Now, out on track now, the WeatherTech guys are going out for their second free practice. How is the track evolving? We, we, we often hear drivers talking about the track evolving as rubber gets laid down on the line. It also means it's a bit more tricky off the line. Yes, uh, especially since uh, it's one, it's in the afternoon, so it's going to be really, really hot. It was really hot just in our uh, third practice. There's been no moisture out, so the, the track just keeps getting rubber, more and more rubber on the track. And especially after the the repave, and I think in 2015 when it was repaved, the grip levels here are so high that now the fact that we're, they're just laying rubber down over and over and over again, the tra the speeds are just going to get even higher and going to be putting even more strain on the drivers. Get to Jeremy Shaw in just a moment. Shelby's going to sit in with us for uh, this session uh, for two reasons. One, because we like him here and he's very good at talking about the driver's eye view. Secondly, he really likes it away because we've got good aircon, so that's one good yeah, thing. Yeah, very nice. Very nice, he says. 
uh, down in the pit lane share, Adam is enjoying the sunshine and a completely empty pit lane. Yeah, well, uh, it was, but one of the Penske's just spoiled that. I think that's the number seven, Elio Castroneves, or no, it's actually the six, so that would be Dane Cameron coming back in. Now, the Penske's always at the start of the practice sessions do pit stop practice and driver changes, most importantly, so don't be alarmed that they won't set a relevant lap time for a couple of minutes yet. We have two cars, though, that didn't set relevant lap times in the first practice session who are already out there on the track. Patrick Pillay in the number 911 Porsche took it out, felt something wrong within the steering, and brought it back in. They fixed something within the car, sent him back out, and then he came back and said, no, it's still not good enough. That car went behind the wall about 10 minutes into the session and did not reappear. They worked on it, they got it all fixed, and Patrick is back out on track right now. His first lap by, he did not come back into the pit lane. So clearly the mechanics for the 911 Porsche did a good job. The other car that we didn't see a lap from was the number three Corvette. That was because when Antonio Garcia took the car out, the mechanics on the wall, the engineers, saw something in the data that they did not like. As a precaution, they have done a complete engine change for that car in between the two sessions. It's Jan Magnussen who took it out to start this session, and he is babying the car right now as much as Jan Magnussen can baby a car, which isn't very much. Yeah, it'll be completely running by the end of this uh, 3.4 miles. Extraordinary work there, Shelby, by the Pratt and Bella Corvette Racing Team, but that's why they are as good as what they do. A full engine change between practice sessions. But that's normal for Corvette. Didn't at Le Mans? Didn't they do a? Uh, they did a full brake change tire. They did a whole uh, a pit sequence in 35, 36 seconds. No, um, that's just what they do. Yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. Uh, it it will for those on the wall, Jeremy. That, that may just have a a little bit hanging over. They'll be watching the the telemetry, the data coming in early on. But once that engine's bedded in, that'll be it. They'll, they'll forget that, and it's off we go. It's as if it never happened at that point. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure I can remember the last uh, engine problem they had in the Corvette. They certainly don't happen very often. So uh, for the team there, uh, you know, they, they relish that sort of a challenge to get the car back out again for now. Uh, so that they take that in their stride. And, yeah, they'll be looking at the data, making sure there's nothing else. But a hey, chance of anything else happening, I would say, engine-wise, are fairly... Uh, fairly slim so certainly that's a, that's what they hope anyhow and good to see that car back out on track but uh, for, for the the other corvette number three car then has had that engine change number four they've had a chassis change at least yeah. from the original plan they're planning on running the same two cars that they ran at the 24 hours but the number four car was heavily damaged in that cra crash for Marcel Fessler, wasn't it? Correct. It must have, yeah, at the uh, coming out the of the Porsche, Porsche curves. curves. So that car is, is now out of action, and instead, the team has re-prepped the car that was last run at Sebring for the WEC race. Ah, that, and that the is extra the number, car. the extra car, the spare right. car. Okay. So, uh, so a fair bit of work to get that car ready, but uh, they've done so. And, and some of that was done at Le Mans because that car was at Le Mans was as Le Mans a spare as chassis. A spare, was it? Right, okay, yeah, cool. so some of that work was being done even during the race, certainly on Monday yeah. morning when I was in the paddock. Watching Le Mans pack down on a Monday morning is an extraordinary thing, and I wish I could have spent more time there, uh, to be honest. Um, it was very odd watching uh, the BMW hospitality, WEC hospitality unit being broken down. And by that, I mean with sledgehammers they're not going to use it anymore they were just knocking it down into pieces that would fit into a skip extraordinary to see nothing <laughs> says that we're not coming back like breaking down your bits no. and pieces yes seriously I kid you not oh, it's oh. extraordinary stuff uh, 
How did well? Ollie Gavin has just gone top for the number four Corvette. Uh, the number three car, Jan Magnussen, is taking that car around at the moment. Ollie Pla. So we've got two Ollies. No, Richard Westbrook's just gone at the top in GT Le Mans. At IMSA Radio, by the way, if you want to get in touch with us. And Shelby Blackstock joining us. Uh, Jeremy Sean, John Hindoff with Shelby in the in the booth. A little bit of an interruption to the session this morning. And that's always a bit frustrating, Shelby. If you're out there, you've got a programme to do in the early practice sessions. That was their first practice session this morning. You want to get as much work done early on and then you can start tweaking and fiddling and refining the cars. It's always very frustrating, the fact that going into a session, you always have a giant plan. And when something kind of has a little hiccup, it puts you all on the back foot. So it's, it's definitely a very uh, frustrating process, but, I mean, it's a part of it. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, the Sorry, just talked to Shea down in the pit lane. Um, the session was stopped this morning early for Will Hardiman going backwards into the tyre wall at the inner loop, and he was transported to a local hospital, and we're still waiting for some details there. That, is standard operational procedure so let's not read too much into that but until we've had something official best not to speculate that the car was pretty badly damaged and uh, whatever's going on we wish Will the best and as soon as we get any official news obviously we'll pass that on uh, 52 minutes still to run in what are just about perfect conditions hot air hot track little bit of cloud drifting over the sun once in a while yeah and a, a nice breeze as well that's uh, it's not too humid so it really is beautiful conditions out there a little bit warmer this morning i think i'm not sure what the temperatures the official temperatures are but i think we should see some pretty good lap times this afternoon certainly we saw some very fast lap times this morning it was harry tinknell that led the way for mazda column 55 returned a one minute 30.690 to be fastest in the first session of the day and by the way the lap record was a 132.3, so massively faster. Average speed this morning, almost 135 miles an hour. Average speed? Yes, 134.965 miles an hour. That's not bad going, is it? That That's getting up to uh, Lime Rock Park and Road America, which are normally considered as the two tracks that vie for the highest top speed. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Really, really is. Uh, just thinking about Mazda, still waiting for that first victory for the Mazda prototype, Shelby. And uh, it's, that's going to be a really important milestone for those guys. They've been close so many times. And what you, you, what you don't want to get is into a, a mindset of, we, it doesn't matter what we do, we can't win. The car is obviously extremely fast. Uh, obviously, they're a P1 in the first session. I mean, over the past couple of races, they've always had the pace. It's just always something in the... Uh, in the uh, in the works but yeah that day is going to be massive for Mazda and number one at the moment for Oli Pla with a 32-3 by the way the, the last time the Formula 1 cars were here uh -oh. was, was 1980 oh, oh, have you been on that internet again I have, sure I have I have this is dangerous I have. When, when I, when I saw, saw that 134 you know, 135 miles an hour or something ridiculous uh, 134.965 I had, I had to look here. So the pole position that year was Bruno Giacomelli at a 133.290. Yeah, 
Fastest lap in the race by Alan Jones and the Williams. And that would that would be no in a loop in those days either for the F1 You're class. right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're second quicker than the last time Formula One were here and with the inner loop. Yeah. Or oh, more than that. No, 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 no. Uh, 30.6 we did this morning. All oh, right. The okay. old record was 33. Well, the, the pole position that year was a 33.2 for, uh, for Bruno Giacomelli in the Alfa Romeo. Uh, yeah, 33-2 against though. the 30.6. <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> and look, and, and look at the times the GTs are doing. Then Jeremy, that you know, the, the best yeah. GTs doing a 43 around yeah. here, and they were quicker than that this morning as well. It is very, very warm this afternoon. That is progress. That's a bit scary as well at, at times. Having just come back from the unbelievable nature that of a track that is the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Le Mans and Nürburgring 24s back to back this year. And uh, two 24 hour races are like only in the fact that they are over 24 hours because the character of the track, the race, everything is completely different between those two races. And you think of Formula One cars going around there and yet you look at GT3 cars now, our GTD here in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and if you take out the time that they're on the Nordschleifer alone, they're doing about 6 minutes 30, 6 minutes 35 on the Nordschleifer in a GT3 car. Very, very, very quick laps. That, yeah. it, it, that is nitheringly quick. Yeah, uh, I haven't said that. You know, the, the Indy cars have been here the last few years, and you know, they're a lot more sophisticated. They, they, they 122.4 with the race record by, by Scott Dixon, but just... Just to think they were that much quicker than the F1 cars here back in the days is pretty cool. Yeah, IndyCar. Are IndyCar back here this year? Is it on the schedule? No. Well, the man at the head of IndyCar, speaking at the honouring of Bobby Rahal last night as the uh, International Motorsports uh, institution that they have here was saying please can we come back which I thought was very interesting how much they want to be back here this is the right sort of circuit to see road racing with whether it's open wheel or closed wheel cars like this but the Indy cars have to come back here. Yeah they are stunningly fast around here I mean it really is <laughs> pretty awesome to watch but these cars are pretty spectacular but Master uh, one two, Jeremy Ollie Jarvis, yeah. who's been super quick this year, one thirty one seven for the Englishman Ollie Plart in second. His teammate Ollie drafted back in as an additional driver, so seventy seven from fifty five. People to Rani, who's just been given a Bentley drive at the Spa twenty four hours. I noticed. So congratulations to people who drove for Ferrari at Le Mans. The phone's been ringing, hasn't it? Well release the people I mean he, he's got some skills hasn't he yeah so third place for the 31 wheel and engineering car the bright red and white car fourth for the best of the Acura team Penske's and that's Ricky Taylor in that car yeah who's just gone purple in sector one in car number seven see when you say he's just gone purple in sector one I instantly <laughs> think of a purple minion and he, he's he's gone a bit mad he's coming up through at turn seven now up to turn eight got traffic ahead of him and he's dealt with that by just eating the car. No, he hasn't done that at all. Through turn eight, specific camera, locked off camera at turn eight and at turn one, by the way, so that race control can accurately judge the 
track limits there. Notice that on the uh, on the books today. Sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. Uh, uh, what we mean by purple, by the way, there's three sectors on the racetrack, and for those of you who are not uh, regulars here with us, the three sectors on the racetrack for the timing loops, and when uh, it shows up as purple, that means it's the fastest time of anybody during that particular session. Elio Castroneves it is actually aboard number seven car, and he's just gone in the new fastest lap of this session, 130.901 wow. for Elio Castroneves in car number seven. Shelby Blackstock joining us in the IMSA Broadcast Centre, Jeremy Shaw, John Hindhoff and Shea Adam uh, down in the pit lane. Do you like to look at the scoring, system, scoring at the moment, John? We've got all of the uh, DPI I'm cars, 11 of them, then the two LMP2s, happy. then the eight GTLMs and then the GTD field I behind. like symmetry, oh, yes, Shelby. You'll, you'll, you'll learn this the more time you spend with us. I'm a bit OCD about timing screens. I like to have all the <laughs> classes set out. When there's somebody who's a bit further down, I kind of send a a message out through the ether to say, come on, speed yourself up, <laughs> get yourself sorted out. And, and that, of course, in, in point of fact, Jeremy, uh, and listeners, that will also make the IMSA technical people very happy as well, because the balance of performance between the categories is just important, as important as the balance of performance between a Mercedes, a Lamborghini, an Acura, a Ferrari, a Porsche, an Audi, a Lexus in GTD, all the manufacturers in GTLM and all the different cars in DPI. They want everybody to be able to get out there and we have four races out there. We want four races to be able to take place. Yeah, just, we're just watching uh, Ranga van der Zender. He was on an outlap. I guess he wanted, just wanted to leave himself some space. He went flying through uh, turn eight and then uh, coasted through turn nine. So I guess what he must have been doing, just lifting off there, giving himself some room so this next lap will be clear see what he can do with that number 10 Conica Minolta Cadillac. Turn 9 also on cold-ish tyres, you can easily mess up turn 9, the camber really doesn't help you from the centre of the corner out if you, you only have to be, what, half a car's length out there and then all of a sudden, oh, you're understeering off into the wall. It's a pretty unsettling feeling <laughs> uh, to go across that, uh, the uh, curbing there and then all of a sudden everything goes away from you but it's funny how even here it's happened to us multiple times this weekend and it happens a lot of tracks where you back everything up you kind of get your gapping right you're like all right let's put one down you go through turn one and someone's coming out of the pit lane and it screws up the whole thing you're like well now we just wasted so yeah. much time yeah, so that's another one minute and 48 oh, seconds yeah. that you've got to go around again yeah um, um i'm uh I guess proud to admit that the, the last time I raced, well, actually the only time I raced here, there wasn't the asphalt run up areas, it was grass oh. and then wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in 1872 <laughs> uh, with three horses and sabres <laughs> on the wheels <laughs> for Jane. Yeah. No brakes, though, at the end no, of the no, race. No, no, yes. That's <laughs> brake failure down to the boot, that was fun. Oh, yes. But got it home, Shelby. He yes. got the car. He got the car to finish. The only problem was he had no idea what he was going to do when he got it into the pit lane and tried no. to stop it on the downhill pit lane. <laughs> had to basically stall Being it. on somebody else what I had to do. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Shaw, tails from the truck. <laughs> Elio Castro Devers then at the point in DPI by eight tenths of a second over the two Masters, 77 and 55. Ollie Jarvis has just gone back out. Again, Pete Durrani for Cadillac is in fourth position. That's the 31 red and white car. Roman Dumas has just gone out there. So has Philippe Albuquerque. Roman Dumas in the Court Autosport squad this weekend. Not racing at Pikes Peak. One of his favourite things to do. Has he got his kicks last week, though, didn't he, at the Nürburgring? 
he took the, the IDR out at the Nürburgring for a couple of um, demo laps. And he... Was he in a car? Did he race there as well? But he, but he, he set a new fast... Oh, he, he that, that, they'd done that already. Oh, that, that, was, that was done before. Oh, okay, but yes, right. a new fast lap for um, electric cars, full electric cars. They beat Peter Dumbrecht's EP9 Neo record. I think Dumbo's going to go back and have another crack at that with the car prepared by Rear Mallet Limited. Um, I'm just going to try and have a chat with the guys when I get finally get back home <laughs> after this seven-weekend run. In GT Le Mans, Richard Westbrook for Ford ahead of his teammate. Dirk Muller, so that's 67, which is the very, very light blue car. Almost looks white in the sunshine here with the red stripes on it. And then the red, white, and blue, the 2016 Le Mans winning colored car, the 66 car in second. Yessi Kron for BMW M8 uh, is in third. Then the two Corvettes and Shea Adam down in the pit lane. And we welcome back Joey Hand to competition in the IMSA Sportscast Championship. Nothing quite like easing yourself back in, eh, Joey? A six-hour race with two drivers, and it's about 110 degrees on the track out there. Piece of cake, right, for your first IMSA race back? Oh, yeah, piece of cake. Well, you know, I had 24 hours at Le Mans to, to get it sorted out, too. So, Good news is I felt good over there. You know, did eight hours of driving or whatever, and uh, I feel good here. So no issues for me. It's, uh, it's great to be back with the boys. Great to be back racing in the United States again, the Simpson WeatherTech Series. But, uh, you know, we rolled out a trailer pretty good this morning. Felt car balance pretty decent. And uh, just trying to tune her up here to make us a good race car. Well, when we were here 12 months ago, you had quite a long walk to the top step of the podium. Now the podium's a little bit closer to where you guys are. But how similar is the setup to when you last saw the checkered flag here? Well, you'd be crazy not to come back pretty close to that setup, you know. So we came back pretty close, a little bit different. But, you know, I, I just drive it, uh, let John Hennick and figure that, that uh, setup stuff out. And he's, he always does a good job of figuring out, uh, you know, the good compromise between Dirk and I. And we always set the car up pretty close, always thinking about race car. You got to think about this place is, it's quick, you know, so a lot of high G-force corners, a lot of lateral load. You got to be able to get the car offline, pass people, get passed by prototypes, whatever. So that's always what we're thinking about. But, uh you also want to be up in the front and qualifying, too, because best way to win races from the front. So we'll see if we can get it up there. You know how to do that, too. Five poles in the GTL and Classic. You've got your hand full more, more so than most people. Uh, we've got a problem out on the track. Simon Trummer is spun coming out of turn 10, and he's not quite in the gravel, but he's not quite moving again yet. So we might be going to a red flag. But just one more thing quickly. I noticed you have an assistant with you this weekend, Joey. Uh, Chase, you brought your son with you to the racetrack? Yeah, he got a last-minute call-up from the miners. I, I say he, uh, he's actually up. Uh, he's, having, he's having a blast. It's his first time with me by himself, hanging out with the boys. He's up there with uh, Lee and Robbie Fast, our spotters, down in turn one. So he's he's on spotter duty. I told Robbie, um, make sure if you have Chase doing any spot, and make he's, he's got to be spotting for Dirk. I want I want Robbie spot for me. Good luck this weekend, Joey. Hopefully you can get a win. Thank you. Simon Trummer, welcome back, Joey Hand, by the way. We're um, ha having had a, a sort of a mystery virus that kept him out of a couple of rounds. Uh, Simon Trummer did actually make the gravel, but got out of it again on the most bizarre line in the turn 10, almost like he'd forgotten the corner and was there, Shelby. Just arrived right on the right-hand curve and then skirted around and into the gravel. Actually, quite fortunate that he didn't get uh, trapped in that big gravel trap there. That was a, it was a very weird uh, type of thing to where I wouldn't 
it looks like they has the he has the door open. I wouldn't be too surprised if something actually broke, and uh, he doesn't want to uh, drive it back. So it's definitely another uneasy feeling. Well, he's re he's, re he's got the door open. He's reaching out of the window. There's a there's a kill switch there. Yeah. Uh, which I think it was that car that had the problem at Detroit actually it was all of a sudden at Detroit th there's a little button which the masters can push to deactivate the electronic system yeah. not like the old uh, master switch you, you, yeah, that you turn turned. there's a button you can push and mysteriously it turned itself off halfway around the track in Detroit I think it might have done it twice looks like it's the same problem well, and if for that number 84 car stick. You know, if you're coming up to a corner and absolutely. all of a sudden all the electronics go yeah, and you've got no engine braking yeah. um, and, you know, these cars have electric power steering, so you lose that as well yeah. and all of a sudden you just can't. Yeah. I mean, e even in a TCR car, if you try and turn the steering wheel without having the power assistance, well, on a prototype, time's up by three or four or five. That's probably why he went straight. Yeah, he was he turning did. a little oh. bit, but... Yeah. <laughs> he was turning as hard as he could. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure that's what the problem was. Just for see him leaning out of the window. Very yeah, well yeah. remembered. Well, it was Jeremy. a really weird thing to, for, for it to happen at Detroit. If it happened again, that's uh, that is very strange. I think there's got to be something maybe loose with that switch mm -hmm. underneath the uh, the uh, bulkhead there. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's is it, it's not something as simple as it's getting hit by debris or something like that. Well, that's is what it? they thought oh, really? at Detroit, right? Because they never happened before, but now it's happened again. Um, I would, I would think they'll they'll look a, even you know, a little bit deeper. And no one was in front of him, so that was another thing. That's where a at good first, point. I thought yeah. the same thing because that's happened to multiple times of guys I've been racing with, to where the cars just shut off, and that's due to either rubber being flicked up and hit a kill yeah. switch or or some of that nature. It looks like he's got it back going again, but that's those are by far the worst Gremlins electrical, and yeah. it's because it's it's near impossible to find. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to IMSA Radio. We're live from trackside at Watkins Glen. The Simon Trummer 84 car is moving again, although he's not belted into it. He's just bringing the car back in the pit lane, and he's trying to shut his he's trying to shut the door on his uh, shoulder belt, which is not going to help. And Shea Adam is down at the pit waiting for Simon Trummer uh, to come to a halt. What are the teams saying, uh, Shea? Same problem as Detroit, you were right. Uh, that was see, Jeremy. They thought that they had it fixed, and then that's what happened with Chris this morning. And Stephen Simpson was saying it's really scary when that happens because everything just shuts off. So you lose power steering, and you're halfway through turning through a corner, and then all of a sudden it snaps back in the other direction. But they're going to go to work on it. They're going to change more stuff. And he said at least we have tomorrow with practice and we have qualifying. And Stephen, who hasn't yet turned a lap in the car this weekend, was saying, eh, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine just jumping in for the first time during the race. Yeah, and Simon got out of that car pretty pretty darn quickly when he got back to the pit lane. So no, thank you very much. Uh, that's enough for me in this session. Yeah, absolutely. until we find out what the problem is, seems very reasonable. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is that you know when you've got something like that, um, you know he, he had room to get that back there. There, there would be places that if that happened, uh, that yeah. you wouldn't, <laughs> and, and you just you well, just can't take a risk on something like that happening. Going into the next well, corner, the, the for previous example. Yeah, or the previous yeah, well corner. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, exactly right. Exactly right. Because there's no runoff really at turn, uh, turn nine at all. No. You would not want there in, into turn nine uphill. Uh, a lot of uh, steering input there. Yeah, so, yeah, you want all the help you can get through turn nine. Yeah, he was, he was, that was a stroke of luck for Simon Trummond for it to happen at ten. So we're back to green straight away. Shelby Blackstock joins 
Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindorf, in the IMSA broadcast booth. Shea Adam is in the pit lane. And if I just flip back to my timing screen at the moment, I can tell you that we're almost halfway through. 33, call it 34 minutes to go. And of course, everybody go, goes steaming out of the pit lane and tries to get some more time in. Penalty for one Pedro Heater in Canada 85. Pass on the yellow drive-through penalty. Got to presume that was during the uh, the time that the number 80, its teammate, was stuck in the gravel, or uh, stuck at uh, on the exit of turn 10. So before the red flag, he's now got to serve the penalty afterwards. Brady Five car is uh, noticeably distinguishable now from a sister car. Beginning of the season, both cars were just sort of yellow with some black on there. Well, now from I think it's probably from Sebring onwards the car has, has a well it had a, first of all it had a bit of a purple now it's got quite a bit of purple on there so you can quite easily see those two cars apart there's purple windscreen purple flashes on the side and also purple on the uh, the um, state rear stabilizer as well the the vertical fin across the engine oh looks great I think it is rather yeah, fun yeah very good very good indeed So that time it's in the afternoon. Leaving the pit box oh, too early for again? kind of a 540, the Black Swan Porsche. The number 10 car penalty, pit lane speed violation. That's a warning, just one kilometre over. I think the number 54 car got a, a similar penalty for, I think it was two Ks over a short while ago as well. So people just dialing in their, their uh, speed limiter numbers Shelby yes uh, that leaving the pit box early is uh, well yeah a very popular one in, in, in both series did you get one of those early we might have we might have had I missed the guy so I wanted to come back in give him a wave and let him know everything's good so <laughs> I missed you guys I'm yeah. back yeah I'm back just uh, everything's good Car's good. Yeah, just want to wave as I go yep. by. <laughs> just yeah. want to really appreciate what just you guys do. Just want to have a look at the right-hand side of the car as it comes down. Look, it's still nice and clean. Yeah, all fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, halfway through then. And are we getting second drivers in now? Second or third drivers. Oli Jarvis still out in the Mazda. Elio Castro Nevers in the Acura. And it is Acura Team Penske by six-tenths of a second from... Oli Jarvis, who's been a real star this year for Master Team Joost. Philippe Albuquerque improves to fourth yeah. position with a yeah. 132.5. He does, and, and he came up on the Mazda there, coming through the final corner, and uh, that perhaps cost him a little bit of time. I think it was number 55 car, cost Albuquerque a little bit of time because he'd been personal best in the first two sectors, but not in the final. And he came up on that Mazda in, just in the last couple of corners, and certainly had to lift, I think, cost him a little bit of time. Eric Curran, welcome back to Watkins Glen International. I remember asking you last year, would you rather have a championship or a Daytona win? And you said, you know what, I would rather have a win at Watkins because this is the track that has eluded me the most. This is the one that I want. Can you do it this year with Leap and Pipo? I mean, I think that, uh, you know, with our wheel and engineering Cadillac here and Philippe and Pipo, it's the best combination you could possibly have in trying to win this uh, sailing six hour. It's, uh, it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. 
This wheel and Cadillac's going really fast. It's amazingly fast now this year. Lap times are super quick, quicker than we've ever seen. But yeah, I love this place. I've been coming here, racing here for 20 years and won a lot of races here in the past. But for some reason, can't seem to win one of these prototype races here. But been on the podium, finished second here a few times. But uh, man, a win in the six hour would be great. And uh, you know, last time we were in the car, we won at the 12 hour Sebring. So that would be a nice backup to, to win it here walking. So we got all the ingredients to make it work. All the guys, Action Express guys, Timmy on the box here. We're ready to do it, so uh, just keep pushing hard. It feels great to be back in the car. How much more advanced did the car feel when you got in it this morning for the first practice session than when you left it at Sebring? How much of a change has happened? Well, I mean, because the track is so different than Sebring, I mean, Sebring's just old school, bumpy racetrack, and Watkins Glen with this new pavement and uh, these Michelin tires, I mean, he's just super, super quick. I mean, some of the highest G loads and corner speeds that we see all season long, and it's just, I love it. I mean, it's amazing we're going this quick around here, and it's so much fun to have so much history here, and literally have been driving here 20 years. So, yeah, I mean, the car feels pretty similar. Seat insert is the same as it was, so kind of fits like a glove, and we'll jump back in, hopefully get some more seat time in it tomorrow morning. Always a good sign when the same seat insert can be used. Eric, good luck. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Yeah, always a good deal when you've got a truck like this to challenge you. Shout them down in the... Pit Lynn, GT Daytona, Ben Keating's car, the number 33. He's top of the stack, Jerome Bleakamall and put G Jerome Bleakamall and put the AMG GT3 Mercedes there with a 146-1 ahead of Super Mario Farmbacker, who's just gone out in the 86 car. I don't think that was him that put that timing on the uh, Acura NSX. Then a Porsche, Nick Poole behind the wheel of the Trent 73 Hinman. Park Place car. Trent Hinman. It was Trent Hinman, yeah. yeah. Uh, then the fourth different manufacturer in the top four is the Lamborghini Huracan of Paul Miller Racing. Then Dylan McAvern in the BMW M6 GT3 makes it five in five, the 96 uh, Turner Motorsport car. Then Cooper McNeil in the Ferrari makes it six out of six different manufacturers in the top six in GT Daytona uh, and they are separated by eight tenths of a second. That's all right, isn't it, Shelby? We're like, That's see, when pretty people amazing. Talk, BOP doesn't work. I placed that before the court. <laughs> yes, I was actually just looking at that right before you brought it up. I was like, holy crap, there is that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's especially around here, and especially how much demand this track has. Um, that's pretty cool to see. It is cool. And not a Lexus in sight either. Best, no, of, down best of Lexus down in 11th place. It's in the, that car, and that car's pitted actually. Uh, and there are second and a half off in that car. Still struggling with rear tyre wear issues on that Lexus. And this is not a track where you want to have rear tyre issues on a rear drive car. That's going to hurt you in the longer runs. Oh, improvement there to second place now for Colin Brown and a Nissan car number 54, 131.5. So there you go, Castro Nevers that leads the way for Acura Team Penske with a 130.9. So a six cents of a second margin over Colin Brown, but that's the, that's the team that won last season. Core Autosport, Colin Brown and John Bennett and uh, Roman Dumas but last year they were driving the Orica P2 car JDC I think that was uh, the winners here oh sorry yeah they Brown, most important big pun, big Chase just second, my, yeah. second position but on the pole uh, here and yes. finished second of course it did thanks Jay spot on 
absolutely spot on. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us here, you got any questions or points arising, if you're here at the circuit, Cunningham and Alter Cadillac just coming across the start-finish line now in front of us and heading down towards Turn 1, and that's got Jordan Taylor behind the wheel, 132.1, the best time for that car. Tell you what, those top three cars... Castro Nevers, Colin Brown now in second for the Nissan DPI, Picot Autosport and Ollie Jarvis. Now they're within six tenths and then there's another three tenths back to the next Cadillac. Then there's three Cadillacs in a row, then the second Mazda, then three more Cadillacs, then Juan Montoya in the second of the Acura Team Penske cars in 11th position, but looking to improve on that as he's just gone quickest of anybody in the first sector. Juan Montoya looking very relaxed, very happy. We've got happy Juan this year. And when Juan is happy, Juan is fast. Very much so. And he's particularly happy because he won the last two races. So he's, he is super relaxed. I saw him just last night as he was leaving the racetrack to go to the uh, the uh, dinner to salute Bobby Rahal last yep. night that you, I guess you were at. Yep. And he was just leaving the track and he was uh, all dressed up. So uh, with super socks on, by the way. <laughs> Uh, I didn't notice that. I was chatting to Bo and, and we could see through the through the window. We say, "Where are you off to dress like that?" All right. <laughs> but uh, no, he's uh, he is relaxed. He's driving absolutely beautifully right now. He and Dave Cameron, winners of the last two races, just five points off the championship lead coming into this weekend, halfway through the season. So both of the Acura is very well positioned yeah. now. Just they're a point apart. Uh, it's Felipe Nasser and Pippa Durrani lead the championship in the number 31 Cadillac. I say just not by five and six points respectively over the near, the two Acuras. Not sure what program Juan Montoya is on, but he was up in the first sector and then lifted off in sectors two and three. Now he's had a reasonable first sector. Let's see what he does in sectors two and three. Still sitting in eleventh position, three seconds off the pace. So there's something not necessarily awry there, but the program that they are working well, on is not the same as their teammate car with Elio Castroneves having done a 130.9. Plus he's only done eight laps in this session, which is half as many as, as many of the other cars. Some of them have done as many as 17 laps, uh, and he's only done eight. That's something I noticed earlier. They were sitting in pit lane for a long, long time, so I thought there was actually an issue on the car, and then when he went back out and did that first sector, I was like, oh, okay, so they were just yeah, doing yeah. A, a bit a long change or something, and then the next two sectors were five seconds off. So we'll see what he, uh, he does coming up. They have tested... In the, when everyone else was away for Le Mans, uh, Acura Team Penske came here and did a bit of testing, quite a bit of testing. And so they should have a decent setup. Out goes the Mazda. Big, big rev from the 55 car going back out onto the track. Jonathan Bomarito brought it in. I have to say, I couldn't see from this distance whether Jay Bomber jumped out. And he's heading for the exit of the pit lane and the RFID readers for the Mitchell and Tyres. GTD now, the order is Acura Mercedes, Porsche Lamborghini, oh, Lexus, Lexus Audi, BMW, Ferrari. So now it's the, t it's it's the top, top eight. They're all different. That is fantastic. <laughs> that's, well, and that's covered, how it's meant to be. Yeah, it is. Covered by, yeah, less than a, just less than a second. Super Mario leads then just by point zero, not very many, over the Mercedes. Acura ahead of the Mercedes, Acura number 86, Mercedes number 33. There was some 
there were any changes to the balance of performance? Nothing significant, I don't think, uh, prior to this weekend in GTD. No. Um, there was that one altitude change. Um, oh, no, that was, sorry, that was Pilot in uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Something I'm noticing on this onboard, uh, you can definitely tell the teams have turned up the downforce on pretty much all these cars. If you look at the uh, the wheel exit on the right-hand side, how much that tire goes almost above. Uh, the car has so much downforce on it, it's pushing down, so you kind of have to, especially here. Uh, there's so many high downforce yeah. corners, and to get every single uh, every single bit of the lap, you need to be stuck to the ground. It's pretty cool, actually, wasn't it? That I haven't seen it go that high up in a wheel no, well in yeah. a long no, time. No, yeah. absolutely. That shows you how much it's, it is pushing down into the road. Absolutely. Um, Shea has, uh, well, his, his, his braids clocked at a different one. He'd be looking at that if he was driving it going, oh, yeah, we're just pottering around. Yeah, yeah. That's what drivers do. Shea just uh, reminded me that the BOP uh, changes in GT Daytona were actually aimed at the McLaren, which isn't here this weekend. Right. So largely not, not, not irrelevant. Doing not doing the uh, long distance races. Uh, it will be applicable for Mosport. Through goes the 55 Mazda. It was Jonathan Bomarito who stayed on board. So Ricky Taylor aboard the Acura number seven. Colin Brown behind the wheel of the 54 and this more powered DPI. Then the Mazda of Oli Jarvis, who I think has been in all this session. Philippe Nasser has just gone out in the Cadillac number 31, the Wayland car. His teammate, although different color, the Mustang Sankling, Car's got Joao Barbosa behind the wheel, that's number five. Jordan Taylor, so the Taylor boys are out together in the glossy black number 10 Cadillac. J-Bomb, as we mentioned, in the 55 Mazda. Then the Cadillac number 84, the bright yellow car, is Simon Trummer. In fact, he's back in the pit lane. Will Owen getting a run out in the number 50 Juncos Racing Cadillac. Uh, Juan Pedro Lita is in the pit lane in the 85, the other bright yellow. JDC Miller car and Juan Montoya in the pits as well. I think it might be a worth a walk down here to uh, Acura Team Penske number six because they don't always pit together. In fact, most of the times they don't because there's something not quite right there. He's got the fastest first sector of anybody, but he's three seconds off the pace. So that might that might work for us. And Oliver Jarvis, he, he didn't drive at all in the first session, nor did Olivier Pla, nor did uh, Simon Trummer, nor, nor did Roman Dumas. Pippa Durrani, Philippe Albuquerque, none of those guys drove in the first session at all. So getting their lap time, their track time now. First, it's interesting to look at the uh, trap speeds from the first session earlier today as well. Generally speaking, we've seen the Cadillacs languishing on the trap speeds. Not this morning, however. Number 31 and number 5 cars were the two fastest cars on the straight. 140, 184 and 183.8 miles an hour. Then the Mazda and the Acura and the Nissan all at 183 or 180 high 182 so quite a bit closer than we've seen on a regular basis so what we got left 18 19 minutes and more track limit violations. A drive-throughs for both number 63. Where that car is? That's Cooper McNeil. Yes, it is. At the WeatherTech Ferrari, and also car number eight. Drive-through for excessive track limit violations. Number eight is the Starworks Audi. And at the wheel of that car right now is uh, Ryan DeYell, who's actually slowest of all down in 
in 36th position overall and 15th in GTD. Shea Adam is down at Mazda, just waiting to get a word with Ollie Jarvis. He's just brought that car in. He's out of the car right now, but he has gone up onto the pit perch, so we'll send her down to find out what's going on at Acura Team Penske. Just talking of that uh, Starworks Motorsport Audi, slowest it was through the speed trap this morning, 157 miles an hour, but uh, curiously, the other two Audis in GTD were much faster. Number 29 car was at clocked at 163 miles an hour, six and a half miles an hour difference. Second only to Bill Oberlin in the BMW, which is at 165. So that's that's really stout. Uh, the BMW for Turner Motorsports, uh, and then the number 29 Audi, second fastest in the, in the, through the speed traps. Then two Lamborghinis. Lexus, another Lamborghini, then the other Audi of more speed, uh, kind of a 19, which of course is not out in this session as a result of a big crash earlier today for Will Hardeman. Bill Orblin's trap speed, by the way, was right in amongst the GTLM cars. There were only three GTLM cars were faster through the speed trap, actually, number four Corvette and the two coincidentally or not, to BMW Team RLL GTLM entries. It's quicker than both of the Fords, quicker than the Porsche. The only, the only one of the Porsches that ran this morning for any uh, extended period of time, number 912. Interesting. I'm still amazed by the top end speeds of the uh, DPIs. That's pretty impressive. 184 miles an hour. That's Something that's moving. Yeah. Yeah, around here. Well, it's not a super long straight. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine what it was like before the inner loop then. Gosh. <laughs> Heading into turn five at. Yeah, the old GTP day is pretty spectacular around here. Little changes, there's an improvement for the number 55 Mazda, Jonathan Bomarito, 131.6. So very, very, it's tight there between the number 54 in second place and, the, and two Mazdas. Car number eight's having a drive through for over uh, track limits again. Uh, lap time invalidated for that one, for car number three. So he's not done it quite as many times as a couple of the other contenders, so he hasn't yet got a total slap on the wrist. It's pretty easy to do here. There's a lot of invitation on the, uh, once they extend those e exits just a little bit, you can uh, just add a little bit more room to your exit. Yeah. Let's uh, go down to Shea, who's been uh, on the beat in the pit lane and has come up with this piece of evidence from Acura Team Penske. Well, the first thing they did was change the driver, see if that helps uh, the car handle any better. <laughs> they brought uh, Dane Cameron out over the wall, put him in the car, and then they did some work up in the pedal box area where they have a set of springs. So they're going to try and change the front 
to see if they can change the suspension at all to change the ride height and whatnot. But remember, they tested here extensively. At this point, they're just playing. They know what speed they have in the car. And I talked for a bit with Juan Montoya this morning, and he was telling me about the sustained G-forces that they feel in the car through the toe of the boot, for example. He said they were pulling up to four Gs sustained through the toe of the boot. So they're just trying not to exhaust themselves. But first uh, testament to see if the car goes any faster, put Dane Cameron in it. Shit. Down to the la under the last 15 minutes now. Yeah, and it is going to be a workout and a race for those teams that elected to just go with two drivers rather than three. It's uh, interesting to see how how warm it is on Sunday. Whether that's going to cause any problems during the race because these cars are. Uh, Certainly pretty physical to drive. Talking of two drivers or three drivers, number 50 car for Hunkos Racing, that's another of the Cadillacs. There was uh, a third driver yet to be nominated for that car alongside Will Owen and Rennie Bindo who had been, been confirmed in that car for quite a while. Uh, it turns out that uh, they've just decided to stay with those two. So Binder and Owen will not have a third driver to help with the duties on Sunday. To get gives gives both those drivers more time to get comfortable in a car that's the good news the bad news is they've got uh, a bit more work to do than they would other, might otherwise have done that's going to be a long day yeah, Ooh, yeah it is isn't it all of the gt uh, LM teams uh, elected just to, just to go with their regular drivers here. Sometimes BMW in particular goes for a third driver, did for Sebring, but uh, most of the others uh, elect to just stay with two, and they have done all of them here. In the DPI ranks, the two Acura Team Penske's, they're remaining with their regular duo. Konica Minolta, Wayne Taylor Racing Team, kind of a 10, ditto. Jordan Taylor and Renga van der Zander going it alone. But, uh, and uh, as I said, number 50 car as well. But all of the other teams in DPI are going with three drivers for the Salem's six hours. Don't forget, two drivers, only an option for the pro classes. I tell you what, it's going to be hard work, two drivers, if the weather stays like this. Improvement there for Zachary Robichon in car number nine in the GTD ranks, that's the FAF Motorsports Porsche, the Plaid Porsche, up to fourth position is Zach, 146.2, it's still, oh no it isn't, it's, it, I say still, it's number 44 cars now on top in GTD, with a time of 145.9, Spencer Pampelli has set that time, actually his last time around I think, the time before. Ah, and he's just been eclipsed by Zach Robichaud. He's going faster again. 145.967 it was for Spencer Pompelli. 145.957 then for Robichaud. So number nine Porsche to the top of the charts in GTD. So it's now Porsche, Lamborghini, Acura, Mercedes, Lexus, Audi. And then the first repeat is a Porsche in seventh place. So only the top six are different at the moment, John. Pretty impressive laugh by uh, Dane Cameron. First flyer puts him P2. Yes. P pardon one? Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with the car again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing. And P2 by 0 
behind his teammate. Wow. Ricky's going purple, both both uh, sectors one and two. Yeah. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, we're counting down now to the last 10 minutes of this second free practice session. Still to come this afternoon. More sound and vision for you with the Lamborghini Super Trofeo race. Brian Till limbering up gently in the ready room. He's doing his calisthenics and being rubbed down Is with that a... what you call it? <laughs> That's what we're calling it nowadays, apparently. <laughs> being rubbed down with a warm chamois leather dipped in halibut oil. It's uh, his very precise rider that he has. Where's Ricky? Is in the... I was wondering Ricky. about that. Ricky Taylor has come into the pit lane. Yeah. Yep. So he just got purple in the first two sectors. So he doesn't want to show his hand completely. He's done a drive through. So two. The, so the two Acuras. <laughs> whatever they were doing with that one, as you said. Yeah, Taylor straight back out again. Drive through. Sure stop. Was, was that a drive through? I don't think. I don't think it was a penalty. Well, let me find out. So I didn't see it on the on the lots of track. Yes, limits, track limits, track limits. Otherwise, the Cooper McNeil there. A pit lane speed violation. Oh, that was a warning. And the number six Acura team Penske prototype. I'm told scrubbing in tyres, so they'll be in and out for a little while. That's interesting. It was a pretty good scrub then, because it was the second fastest lap overall. Got to learn something from it. Uh, there is, there are tyre regulations for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. DPI for the whole meeting allowed 14 sets of either the 987 or the 988 compounds. LMP2, the same. GTLM, yeah, the be same. Yeah, GTD only 10 sets. Base drive time for prototype and GT Le Mans 30 minutes for LMP2 GTD, an hour and 30 minutes. And for the Truman Aitken drive time, one hour and 30 minutes. Maximum drive time, and this is important, is four hours. So no driver can do more than four hours. I bet they're really <laughs> pleased about that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be an Ironman stint. That really would. But that's, that's not four hours straight through, that is four hours in total of the six. A couple of improvements in the, the middle of the top ten in GTD. Christopher Mees in the uh, Motorplast by Land Motorsport Audi, kind of a 29, so up to sixth quickest with a 146.4. Remember Very the good. fastest time at a 145.9. That was set by. It's now showing. Oh, it's okay. Scott Harger. Scott Harger Grove just taken over from Zachary Robichon, who set that time a little while ago. Also an improvement for number 540 Porsche. Right behind me is that's Marco Seafried at a 146.5. Well, it's tight in GTD. But the top 12 cars covered by a second. Not bad for a 3.4 mile racetrack. And all of the different manufacturers are in there as well. Same thing with GTLM. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The accurate DPIs are looking pretty stout right now. They're obviously yeah. the only two in practice one and practice two. We've got six minutes left, but the only one's been able to dip into the 130s, and 
we've seen Sector 1 and Sector 2 purple, and then all of a sudden they have a drive-through for no apparent yeah. reason. So they're looking pretty stout. They are. And having won the last two races as well, they're certainly on a roll right now. There's a good lap time, though, for Renko van der Zander up into third position. The best of the Cadillacs, car number 10, a 131.4, but that's still half a second away from the best well, from both of the two Acuras, because they're separated by 0 0.022, i.e. next to nothing. Blink of an eye. Purple sets two for Dane Cameron in car number six. Is he going to complete this lap? There he is. There he is. Actually, your number 10 car, Renga van der Zender, is pretty much right behind. There goes new fastest time. Wow! Dane Cameron scrubbing in tyres, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. 130.014. Thank you very much indeed. The yeah. old lap record in qualifying was 132.3. The uh, fastest time this morning was 130.6. Dane Cameron makes a mockery of that, 130.014. What was the old lap record, did you say, Juan? Uh, 132.3, that was in qualifying. Right, he's, he's eight, nearly year. nine tenths ahead of anybody else. Yeah, um, and, and Renko van der Zender, who is following him on the racetrack, by the way, he also improved again on that lap, remains third, but he's now 1.2 seconds back in number 10 Cadillac. It's a 131.3 for Renko. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think that'll do. <laughs> I think that's... I think you can go ahead and park that one. Do you think so? Do you think he's earned his paycheck, Shelby, this weekend? He's earned his paycheck right there. Pretty good, pretty nice. nice. This is a bit busy, isn't it? Ooh. Five cars came out of turn 11, pretty much side by side where they were by the time they got to the Salins Bridge. And all categories of cars were in there as well. That was, uh, that was fairly close. Another improvement from Marco Seafried in the Black Swan Racing Porsche. He's up to fourth place now in Canada 540. 146.1. So 145.9 for Zach Robichon in the Faf Racing Porsche, car number 9. Spencer Pompelli in second place in GTD, number 44 Magnus Racing Lamborghini, 145.9 also. Then 146.1 for, uh, I think it was Mario Farnbacher a while ago, number 86 Acura. Also now Marco Seafried in number 540 Porsche and number 33 Mercedes, Jerome Bleckemol. And again, that was quite some time ago. All those cars on 46.1. Then Jack Hawksworth in a Lexus car number 14 in sixth position. 146.2, so that's three tenths of a second covers the top six in GTD. Carl Two as well. Yep. Porsche, Lambo, Acura. Oh, there's too many Porsches in there. I mean, I do love my Porsches, but can we spread them out a bit so we can get all the manufacturers in? Good improvement by Jack Hawks, we thought. They yeah, were struggling a little bit earlier on. Something I was noticing watching this uh, prototype battle. Uh, in previous years when I was racing formula cars and, and different type of things, you, we run the car so low, uh, and especially since Watkins Glen is, after the repave is so smooth, so you could, it's basically just as low as you can get the car and stiff as you can get the car. The problem with it is, and they, you can actually might see it if they uh, try to pass each other on the back straight going into the bus stop, is if they get to the center of the road, you'll see puffs of smoke. That's yeah. because the center of the car is so low, and one, there's, a, there's that crown on the road where the, actually if it rains, the water flows uh, flows away from the center of the road and they're actually bottoming so hard there to where it's a little bit of puff of smoke there. Uh, how 
the Acker is doing. Well, it's in the pits, number 10, Cameron. Regular does have stayed out, though. And he again went quicker again on the next lap, fractionally, 131.302. Renko van der Zende. he's now brought that car to Conica Minolto Cadillac onto pit lane as well. Sorry, I did mean the GTD cars. Just a Mark's third in the 86 Acura NSX. Uh, Christina Nielsen, 13th in the 57. Sarah Rigby up in crew asking about that one. New fastest time in GTD, Spencer Pompelli back to the top for Magnus Racing, the Lamborghini 145.835. Uh, let's go down to Shea as the time is about to expire. Zach Robichon is alongside her in the pits. Well, you were fastest until Spencer decided to just be a little bit rude. But, Zach, uh, first time to Watkins Glen. You did a test here, though. How are you feeling about this place in a GTD car? Yeah, I mean, I've been here in the past in the uh, GT3 Cup, so it's definitely a track that I like. I hadn't been here in a couple of years, so a good first session so far. The test went well, really well a couple, a couple weeks ago, or I guess a month ago now. And... Uh, Kind of get the whole team back together after Mid-Ohio and good start. Last time we saw you race was in the Park Place Porsche. How good did it feel to get back into your FAF seat? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was a great time with the Park Place guys. But of course, you know, the FAF guys, It's I've been with them since January and we've kind of created a little family that, that they have here and a little bit more of a hometown flavor for me as well. So it's, it's good to be back with them and hopefully a strong result. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. He's a bit of a star, Zach Robichon, isn't he? He's got a future. He is, yeah. And, and his teammate, Scott Hargrove, he's just improved incrementally as well over the time that that uh, Robichon did a little while ago. Zach, uh, Scott Hargrove, a 145.951 on that last lap around, his 26th lap of this session. We're inside the final 15 seconds now, so time to commute. Uh, a third place overall has just changed. Jonathan Bomberito in the Mazda car number 55 has moved up to third place ahead of Rango van der Zender with a 131.185 a lot of improvements right through as the check flag comes out Antonio Garcia is on a good lap for Chevy Corvette number three Earl Bamba Oli Gavin Conor de Felipe and Jesse Kron in fact everybody there's only about two of the GTLMs who aren't looking to improve this time around. This might be good enough for Garcia to go uh, to the top in GTLM. Jonathan Bomberito, by the way, has just gone purple in sector one in car number 55. Uh, but he lost time in the, in the middle sector. Half a second down on the best that was turned earlier by Dane Cameron. Corvette. It did improve the Corvette uh, of Antonio Garcia. One for 42.559, but still a couple of tenths behind the Ford GT, kind of a 67. That was Richard Westbrook a little earlier in this session. GT Lemcars is still a second away from the uh, lap record that was set actually back in 2016 by Westie as a 141.3. Pole time last year in GTLM to 141.9 also by Richard Westbrook. So improvements there on the final lap for 
three different cars in GTLMs, the second, third and fourth place cars all improvements. Antonio Garcia, we just talked about, 142.5. Joey Hand, number 66, Ford, to third place at 142.6. Neil oh. Bamba in a 9.12 Porsche, 142.7. Bomarito got up to second place with the number 55 Maz. So on that final lap, 130.842. So he does split the two Team Penske Acuras. So it's Acura Mazda, Acura Cadillac with Renga van der Zander, then the Nissan, then the second of the Mazdas, and then a handful of Cadillacs rounding out the top positions in DPI. Well, that was interesting. Shelby, was what fun. do you make of everything that you've just seen there? I, th I mean, lap records gone, busted. We need the Hubble Space Telescope to see it so far away. Uh, right now, but I mean, GTD and GT Le, Le Mans look absolutely quality battles. Extremely tight, and, and that's the best part I love about endurance racing is most of the time, even uh, th two, three hours in the race, they could be nose to tail still racing for position. But overall, I mean, practice one was uh, a little bit cooler temperatures, practice two, a lot hotter temperatures, and the times are basically the same, so all the teams have made a lot of improvements over the in between the two sessions. Um, so it's shaping up to be a very exciting race on Sunday. Uh, and a quick thought about uh, your race on Saturday. You're going to have to come from the back, but that just makes things interesting. Are you still going to start? Uh, yes, I'm still going to start. And it, it's like it's like when I got the uh, drive through penalty, just saying hello to the guys. I just wanted to make it a little bit more exciting uh, for everybody out there. But, uh, yes, our race is uh, – it should be a very uh, interesting battle. Uh, the 37 LA Honda World uh, Honda TCR car. Uh, has to start in the back of an unfortunate uh, qualifying mishap, but uh, yeah, it should be a very good race. I think we race is at uh, 1.55 on Saturday. Live in sound and vision across the world and across the United States. Shelby, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Always good to have you here. You know you're welcome anytime. Thank you, thank you. Shelby Blackstock joining us here in the studio. Jeremy Sean, John Hynuff with Shea Adam down in the booth. That's free practice too. Acura, Mazda, Acura, Cadillac, Nissan, Mazda, and then the Cadillacs through to position 11. Uh, we should mention that the 52 Orica was best of the P2s. Uh, Ryan Briscoe and the 67 Ford team led GTLM and GTD, Lamborghini, Huracan, had a Porsche, Lexus, Acura, Porsche, Mercedes, Audi, Lamborghini, Porsche, and Lexus for the top 10. It'll be an absolute cracker, and we've still got the qualifying sessions to come for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship live from Watkins Glen International and the qualifying will be in sound and vision here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV live from Trackside. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.